How do you figure out where your relationships stand? Think about the purpose. Why does the relationship exist? What value does it bring? Is it still providing value? Has it changed with your needs? Or has your needs changed but the relationship has remained the same? As you consider these questions, the purpose of the relationship will become more apparent. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Have you ever given much thought to the connection between the relationships you have, either personal or in business, and the purpose those relationships serve? This has been on my mind a lot the last few weeks. Is the original purpose of the relationship still valid? Has it evolved over time? Has it diminished? Maybe the purpose or the value of it no longer exists. I think the year 2020 has tested and changed a lot of relationships. I've been an active participant in a networking group for the last several years. Our meetings transitioned to Zoom during the COVID shutdown and times of social distancing. Many of our members didn't attend those meetings, or they only attended occasionally. We've been meeting again in person for the last several months. Did the group all come back? No. A couple did, but it's mainly the group who stuck it out through the Zoom meetings. I've experienced the same thing with Weight Watchers. I've been a loyal member since 2003. When we stopped meeting in person, the people who were my, quote, meeting buddies stopped attending, or they only joined occasionally. The virtual meetings just didn't offer the same sense of community, and as a result, the attendance numbers started to decline. Not long after we started meeting virtually, corporate decided to release some of the staff and also released the lease on the physical location in my community. I get it. Why continue to pay rent on a space that is sitting empty for months? And the lower attendance numbers also made it hard to justify having the same number of staff available to support members in an online meeting space. Now that they've started holding meetings in person again, they did not go back to a dedicated location. Instead, they are renting conference rooms at a local hotel and reduced the number of meetings held each week. Why? because the members are not coming back, so the expense is still hard to justify. And now the meetings do not work in my timeline. The result? It's pretty likely that I'll be canceling my membership at the end of this month, after 18 years. Relationships change due to outside forces. Take my networking group, for example. The months of meeting online, the changes in our collective businesses during that same time period, all resulted in a different purpose for each of us being part of the group. Those who wrote out the pandemic in the group saw the group evolve from one focused on referrals and meeting new people to one focused on support and professional development. In Weight Watchers, the outside forces prompted them to change their meeting locations and times. This caused a couple of things, or at least that I've witnessed. 
One, the members who still received significant value from the online meetings are committed to the relationship that they have with Weight Watchers, so will make the change in meeting time and structure work in their schedules. However, the members who saw some value but can't make it to the in-person meetings still have that option of virtual, but the relationship that they have with the local leaders may push them to decide if they continue with the group or not. This is where I fall. I could continue with virtual meetings, but not with the leader that I've developed the relationship with. My loyalty to the program is not as strong as it is to my local leader. Relationships or the purpose of the relationship is what keeps people coming back. In my networking group, the people still coming do because their purpose for coming aligns with the group. In Weight Watchers, it is the value of my relationship with a local leader that will keep me coming back or not. How do you figure out where your relationships stand? Think about the purpose. Why does the relationship exist? What value does it bring? Is it still providing value? Has it changed with your needs? Or has your needs changed but the relationship has remained the same? As you consider these questions, the purpose of the relationship will become more apparent. As I said, This idea has been on my mind a lot over the last several weeks. And of course, when that happens, I start noticing messages about relationships. Just like when you buy a new car, suddenly it seems like everyone has the same car. On LinkedIn, John Rulin, the author of the book Giftology, wrote this. Why did we invest $250 to $300 in each of the first 50 copies of Giftology? This picture is a great example. And he has a picture of Michael Hyatt with the post. Michael Hyatt was one of the first 50 recipients. I didn't have a relationship with him when I sent it. I didn't ask him for anything when I sent it. I said, thank you for inspiring me to write the book and putting so much wisdom in the world. He responded to me and said it was the nicest book he had ever seen. He was CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing for decades. He receives three to 4,000 books a year. They all end up at Goodwill or the library. Not Giftology. He read it. His wife, Gail, read it. He bought 25 copies for his employees to read. And now he is interviewing me for his 500 business CEO clients. Many made fun of the $250 book. Many of those same people will invest $250,000 in advertising or other things they deem valuable or that they think will provide a good ROI. Rulin says, I like return on relationship better. Return on relationship. What is your return on relationship? Can you answer this question? What do you consider a valuable return to make the investment in a relationship worthwhile? For Rulin, the purpose of his gift to Hyatt was to show his appreciation for what Hyatt had given to him, even though Hyatt would have no knowledge of the impact that he'd made on Rulin. Additionally, there was a desire to create a relationship with Hyatt, one that might help Rulin expand the reach of his book, and it did. 
Hyatt bought more copies of the book. He started a dialogue with Rulin, and now Rulin is going to share his message to 500 CEOs, all because he sent Hyatt a copy of the book. Rulin had an objective to start a relationship with Hyatt, and the purpose grew into something far more than he could have ever imagined. Now, of course, there are some who would say the result is the one that Rulin desired from the beginning, and that may very well be true, but it didn't happen overnight. And it happened because of the time and effort Rulin put into the relationship. I'll put a link in the show notes to this LinkedIn post, as well as an interview that I've heard with John Rulin about his book on the Marketing Book Podcast. Giftology focuses on being intentional when giving gifts and the benefits that can come from that rather than just giving a random item with your business logo on it. It is worth the listen, and if you are a business where you routinely give gifts of appreciation to your clients, you may even want to pick up a copy of the book yourself. One of my marketing director on-call clients was struggling to decide whether continuing with a membership was worth the investment. I challenged him to remember why he joined the group to begin with. I believe it was a local Chamber of Commerce membership. He was a newer business person in the community and needed to create relationships with other business leaders. The Chamber was a logical place for him to start. And to meet those people, being a member had advantages. My next question was, is it still serving the same purpose? Is it still providing an opportunity to meet new people? And then I also asked if he was putting in the work necessary for him to see the rewards of that effort. In other words, was he taking advantage of the opportunities that come from the membership so that he gets the maximum return on investment? If no, was he willing to put in that extra work? Was the benefit worth the extra time and effort? Relationships are a two-way street. Are you putting in as much effort as others to reap the benefits? Or are you coasting along, getting something from it, but not as much as what you could, and not providing value to others in the group? Maybe the relationship is one for a season, meaning it has a time and a place, but once those goals have been met, the relationship no longer serves you and your purpose any longer. This might have been the case with my client. He may very well have exhausted the benefit from being a chamber member. The relationships he made would survive without him continuing to be an active member of the chamber, and the investment he made in that could be better served elsewhere. I use the same rationale when considering sponsorship, which is another type of relationship to consider in business. If you are approached to sponsor an event or a program, you are giving an implied endorsement to that organization. Does the organization align with your business brand, the purpose, the vision that you have for your business? Do you want to be associated with it? How can you provide them value? And in turn, how will your brand benefit from having the relationship with the organization? Think through these questions and determine if the return on relationship is worth the investment. If you have more pros than cons, then the relationship is worthwhile. If there are more cons, politely decline and move on. Another LinkedIn post that came across my feed recently focused on the relationship between a manager and their direct report. The line that jumped out at me was this, 
If we believe the real purpose of, quote, relationships at work, end quote, is to see to the success of the organization, then this purpose is especially important as it relates to the connection shared between each manager and their direct reports. A relationship founded on trust and respect helps to shape and define a great working relationship. How has the work from home or hybrid working situations impacted the relationship you have with your coworkers, your boss, your clients? How do you feel about the culture of your workplace? Is it the same as it was? Or are you realizing there were aspects of your working relationships that served a purpose pre-pandemic but are not relevant now? I've seen this with friends who still work in a corporate environment, and I've seen it with my own colleagues and clients. The outside forces at work during the pandemic, whether it was social distancing, the lack of connection, or the reality that the relationship was relevant for a short term but not the long term, have made an impact on how those relationships continue going forward. In some instances, the relationships have strengthened and the trust and confidence you have in the other person continues to grow and thrive. In yet other instances, the relationship has become a shell of its former self and the value of it remains in question. The LinkedIn post I've referenced here ends by saying relationships have the power to make a day good or bad. How true is that? I'm sure you've heard the saying, friends for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. What is the common thread here? It's the purpose for the relationship. Some relationships serve a reason. Some serve for a season, and there are others that are there for a lifetime. What relationships do you need to evaluate? Are there some that you wonder if the reason the relationship started is still valid or necessary? Are you hanging on to it because it's just easier to do that? Or is there some other reason? I started out talking about networking, and I want to close with that topic. Networking is powerful. And for someone like me who has woo as my number one strength, meeting new people, understanding what makes them tick and how I might be able to connect with them in a meaningful way is at the center of my purpose. Understanding the why and how of relationship building makes networking even more powerful. And knowing the purpose of a relationship also makes it that much easier to step away when it becomes necessary. Check out the show notes for links to the resources and the LinkedIn posts that inspired this episode. I've also included a link to a worksheet I created to help determine if a membership or sponsorship is right for your business. It covers all the questions I suggest my clients consider when deciding if the investment is worthwhile. My challenge to all of you is to define what is your return on relationship and are you seeing those returns? This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.